This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Amos 9 and 13. I'm under instruction uh, from the Lord to revisit this in 17. Uh, I couldn't wait till 17, so here we are. For me, the new year's already started. Uh, Why wait for the calendar? Amen. I found that that sometimes God's time frame doesn't coincide with man's calendar. Are you listening? And it says in verse 11 and 12, But also on that judgment day I will restore David's house that has fallen to pieces. I'll repair the holes in the roof, replace the broken windows, fix it up like new. David's people will be strong again. Say strong again. again. Who are David's people? The wholehearted after the heart of God. The people in pursuit to possess the heart of God, to capture God's heart, to make His heart their own, to know Him and to experience Him and to make Him known, um, the heart of God. Now, he said strong, that that denotes strength and power. Uh, The simplest terminology for the word strong is powerful. Everyone say powerful. Psalms 29 and 11 in the Amplified, we visited this uh, uh, last week. It says, The Lord will give unyielding and impenetrable strength to His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. One translation says, The Lord will make His people strong and bless them with peace. There is a peace in measure and in Dimension. There's an existence to be experienced that is experienced only in being strengthened by God and being made strong in the Lord. Now, in simplistic terms, I want to define strength uh, in two different ways, and I believe you'll get the picture. Uh, there's blasting and lasting, explosive and enduring. It would be... If you've ever watched the Olympics or, or uh, field sports, or even at the high school level you'll see, or college level, you'll see the guys that run the 100-yard dash. And they have a certain build. Their muscles are, are uh, the muscles in their legs, even their upper bodies, because when you're doing the 100-yard uh, dash, it is a blast, an explosive power for a short distance in a quick time. And they're built that way. Are you listening? But then you'll see guys that do the, you know, and just for measurement's sake, we'll say the 100-mile run. They look totally opposite. They'll, they'll be long and lanky. Uh, their muscles will, uh, will, will not have the same experience because it's a different form of power that they need. Amen? One is, is uh, uh, one is to... Uh, is is to uh, you and you've heard this. There are times that we need to blast or just blow this thing up. Have you ever felt the need for the trouble and trial you're in to blow it all up? 
I mean, I just got to get through this, man. You know what I'm saying? And then there are times when we simply outlast the trouble and we outlast the trial. Now listen, while we need blasting explosive power for the moment and in the present crises, I believe we have greater need of lasting enduring power for the future and the long haul of change and for change. Amen. And that would be that would be a simplified picture de- definition. We must be strong in order to last long or to endure long. You know, go the distance power, finishing power. You know, there's no winning without finishing. Whether it's a hundred yard dash or a hundred mile uh, journey, trek. Hebrews 12, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified uh, Bible. Hebrews 12 encourages us. Hold on, I've got it marked here. Verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us, and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We have need of a finishing faith. It doesn't really matter how... Well, you start if we fail to finish. It doesn't even matter what goes on so much in the middle. Uh, But it's finishing that matters. It's finishing that that counts. And is the Lord a finishing God? Is the faith that He's speaking to you not just throw your heart in the beginning, hold you steady in the middle... It is for He fully intends to complete that work in your life and to bring you to the finish line. Amen. Amen. Has God promised you anything? Then if He he authored it, will He finish it? Will He also do what He promised? Can we expect Him to do that? Have you told God you would do something for Him? Thank you for the two or three of you that are participating today in the purpose and the plan of God. Have you ever told or promised God you would do something for Him? Yes. Are you, do you intend to finish that? Yes. Amen. God, I'll live for you. Yes. All right, doesn't matter what's happened. How many times you've fallen down. It's, you can't finish unless you get back up. Let the Lord pick you up. Amen. And keep running. All right. Now, the blessing, listen, we have the blessing at work here. And the blessing is this. It comes by way of the promise. What's the promise in this verse of Scripture? 
the Lord will strengthen His people. The Lord gives strength to His people. Is it available? Whose strength is He going to give you? All right. And we have also, that's the promise. But the provision, he says, is peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. Now, the blessing is God's super on our natural. And the blessing was given uh, to man, given to you and I personally, in order to accelerate us. The blessing will accelerate you. See, in the natural, you can go so far. But with the blessing, you'll go further still. And you'll go faster. In God's power and God with God's strength, are you listening? With God as the wind, then you with the fan and the bed sheet or even worse, you know, a handkerchief. And a <laughs> I mean, that's the comparison. I mean, God's got wind that can go, you know, if He needs it to, the, the speed of light. Oh, God can get you there. Amen. But he said, we have need of patient endurance after we've done the will of God that we might receive the promise. What is the will of God? That you'd be strengthened. That you'd be strengthened. Amen. That you'd be strong. You'd be strong enough to go the distance. How many of you know it's a long walk to forever from here? Amen. Don't look at me like that. Sweetie, it's the rest of your life. One day at a time, it's the rest of your life. I'm saying two forever, all right? All right? I mean, you're just practicing now. I mean, you're not going to get up there and after three hours, you know. I I mean, most people are now because they won't have a cell phone. And their attention spans only at eight seconds. So when they get up there half an hour in, they go, God, I'm bored in eternity. It's like, well, this is going to be a long ride for you, sugar. You think it took a long time to get here. You're here now. It's going to take a long time because in heaven, what's the hurry? Anyhow, let's move right along. The blessing will accelerate us. How? It advantages us in order for God to advance us. And, and the measurement here in Amos is so fast. There should be a so fast expectation. And that so fast expectation is absolutely tied directly to the blessing, one thing fast on the heels of another. So there's no space in between. Amen. Amen. Come here, Ev. You're going to work you today. Ev's going to be God. I know all of you have been believing God is black anyway. The Indians believe he's brown. The Chinese believe he's yellow. The white people believe he's white. Black people believe he's black. Let me let you know, he's all of them. Amen. You ever heard that? It says around God's throne there is such, there's a blazing light. You can't even see him. It says, but it's rainbows of colors. Glory to God. You want to know where we come from? That's where we come from. Amen. Say they all make him happy. All right. Ev's God. Ev is God. And Ev's going to set the, 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 the pace here. Amen. So as long as I, I'm going to keep tight with God. I'm, matter of fact, you know, I mean, don't, you know, no distance here. Every once in a while I run up and say, everything all right? Yeah, my God. <laughs> you need any help? <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. 
No, but I'm going to keep tight. One thing, the God happenings in my life, one thing right after the other. Are you listening? Now we're going to do it differently this time. F is, is, uh, is just setting out, God's just setting out these blessings. All right? Go on ahead, Ev. Just throw them left, throw them right. But here I am. Oh, yeah, God. Oh, yeah, I should be in church. Oh, yeah, I should read my, my Bible. Listen, uh, if, I, if I allow that space, are you listening? Not so fast in between. Uh, who's, not gonna, who's mature enough to not be offended in this? Let's see. Amen. Let's let Sonia. Sonia will make a good devil today. Come on, Sonia. You're a blessing. Come on. I need somebody strong. I need somebody powerful. Amen. So you know who you are. Now listen. All right. If there's a space in between here, between me and him, you can run on up in there. You're getting all my stuff. Just stealing it. Sucking it all up. Well, see, and see, she's making a good one because look, she's running. She's so fast. She ain't going to give them no time. Thank you. Thank you, too. I appreciate you. Amen. But listen, if I'm lollygagging around, you know, just fooling around with this thing and let their get and not believing in the blessing, not walking with God in the blessing. Are you listening? Then the devil has room to get in there and steal all my stuff, even though God's doing it always. And it's not happening so fast for me. Why? Not because God. God's moving and working all the time. But because I'm not so fast to stay with God, move with God in the blessing. And it leaves room. The devil just gets in there and sucks up all my stuff. Amen. Thank you, Sonia. You are such a strong girl. I'll tell you, it takes a powerful woman to... Uh, know who she is and play the devil for the day. <laughs> the devil's advocate. All right. But seriously, the, 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 we're so advantaged uh, by the blessing of God. All right? Uh, we, we have to learn uh, how, what it is, how it is, who it is, what it's for, all of these things, so that we can walk accurately in it. And not leave any room for uh, the devil to talk us out of it. The devil to delay or deny us. Uh, and to bring the curse and tell us that's the blessing. No, we need to know, amen, for ourselves. You need to know for yourself. All right. And, uh, and we don't have time to reteach all that right now. Uh, but acceleration, God's super on our natural is, so, is to advantage us, to accelerate us. God is always advancing us. See? See, by this time next Sunday, I, I'm, set, I'm at least seven steps from here. I won't be the same place spiritually or naturally. There's going to be increase and gain in my life because there's going to be productivity. I'm blessed. I'm going to operate in that. I'm going to be fruitful with God. And I'm going to have increase to show for that. Are you hearing? I'm going to know God more. I'm going to be better this time next week. Not next month, next year. Next week. Amen. Tomorrow will be better than today. 
because of where purpose where that's concerned, all right? Now, in this new cycle of life and blessing, and you, you really need to hear these things and pay attention to these things. If you're in the habit of skipping class, uh, I, I don't know, you know, uh, I forget what we were doing this this week, um, but I told Sandy, I said, you know, I said, I'm just going to copy your homework and call it my own. You know, I mean, you need to do whatever you got to do uh, to hear what you need to hear. Because he blessed them saying, you need to hear what God's saying because he's saying some stuff. Everything has has changed. I'm going to say this. Now, listen, you know, uh, more we're going to come into understanding uh, this in a greater dimension. That the manna has stopped. God just doing things like he used to do and it just falling out of heaven for you. All right? You know, this place that we're in now, every harvest is attached to seed. Amen. There are no harvests apart from seed. Amen. That's life in the large place that we're in now. Now, that's good news. Amen. It's much more of a participatory process uh, for us. Now, we cannot claim ignorance, not in a church like this. You're a member of a church like this. You have the opportunity uh, to be in a church like this and hear these kinds of things. Whether you're here to hear it or not, it's still going to be the truth for you, Amen. for your life. Amen. And when you stand in front of God, God's not going to... God is not going to look at me and say, you didn't tell him. Mm-mm, not for my part. Now, for your part, you know, if you didn't hear it, that's on you. But it's not going to be on me that I didn't tell you. Amen. Now, we tell people Wednesdays. We tell people Sundays. And we tell people uh, uh, Sunday evenings. All right? You need to decide your own measurements where those things are concerned. But the place that we're in, every harvest is the direct result of the seed. Amen. And God's word is the ultimate seed. All right. But here in this new cycle of life and of blessing, we're proving God. This this is what I've heard the Lord say. He says, prove me. You prove me. You prove me. Prove me. Prove that. See, God, we're going to prove that God is great. Greater than all. Prove that God is good. And prove that God is glorious. We're the glorious church. The people that the glory of God, the weightiness of His presence with everything good is evidenced in our life. Proving God takes this... uh, uh, this tact, this course in our life, personally, practically, and powerfully. Amen. Personal, practical, and powerful. Prove God. Now, how is that going to take form? By possessing the promised land. Your own personal, pri- private, per- personal and practical promised land. Amen? Now, to, uh, 
we have, if we have a problem or something, can we get that taken care of so that we can pay attention here? Thank you all. There you go. If you need to, you just close the doors. We get everybody sat down. I'd really like your attention. I'm sure that uh, the devil would not like you to hear what I'm saying to you right now. Now, we're going to prove God by possessing. The promised land. And the promised land is what? It, it is the place where that kind, the great and the good and the powerful, the personal and the practical harvest of the things, listen, that God has purposed and promised and provided for our lives. Good things, great things, powerful things. But possessing them. Possessing means living in them personally. That's how we prove God. To be a witness means we're the proof. Amen. We have evidence. We bring the evidence of God, of His goodness, of His greatness, and of His power. So in this life and cycle, uh, and I want to say this. This is two things the Lord has said to me, only two things He said to me this last week. He said, you have to press in to possess this kind of prosperity. You have to press in. It's required. You have to press in. And I'll tell you the second thing he said, so up your game. You're first. Well, that's good, Pastor. I'm glad the Lord spoke to you. I'm telling you what he spoke to me, so now he's speaking it to you too. Okay? You'll have to press in to possess the prosperity that God has purposed and planned for your life. Now listen, the most dangerous place to live is good enough. I'm good. I'm all set. The minute, that's like somebody turning the engine off on the airplane. Okay? You're not going up anymore. And you're not going to stay where you are. There's too much pull in this life of the devil and the curse are you listening? That is here to keep you from uh, what God wants you to have. Uh, the minute you decide, and here's here's how we stop. Okay, all right. You begin to go downhill. You begin to go down. Your life won't go up. It, it only goes up under power. It only goes up and forward under power. All right. Period. So, is there there? You need to make sure you're not running on empty. You need to make sure, you know, that things are in good work. Your faith is in good working order. You're building faith. That you're exercising faith. That you're reaching for more. The more that God is setting out in front of you. Uh, I, you know, this, this good enough or just putting up with. I mean, anything, a little hurt, a little pain here, all this kind of stuff, you know. You, you know, you, you put up with it and look to just natural means only. Well, what about the supernatural? There's one, thing, there's one place in the Bible where the, one of the kings, uh, uh, you know, made a habit of never consulting God. And he got sick and it says, it re records this, it said he only went to the doctors, he never consulted God and, and he died. Why? Because he didn't ask God. 
God, God had help for him, but his trust was only in the doctors. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor, but what about God? Amen. Practice on headaches. Practice on a little scraper or scratch or bruise so that when the big stuff comes along, it's already working for you. You have faith already. Up your game. You may have to up your game. I'll guarantee you, you'll have to up your game in order to possess, uh, to possess the, the up and forward things that God has in front of you. Faith is, is precious to God. He measures our life by our believing. And all of our receiving is according to our believing. I want to talk to you about house faith and about strong house faith. Uh, I'm going to read a chapter uh, over here. It's a little book. It's uh, Haggai. And in this, I'll just go very quickly if I can down through here, verse 2. It says, A message from God of the angel armies. The people procrastinate. They say this isn't the right time to rebuild my temple, the temple of God. Shortly after that, God said more, and Haggai spoke it. How is it that it's the right time for you to live in your fine new homes while the home, God's temple, is in ruins? And then a little later, God of the angel army spoke out again. Take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. You've spent a lot of money, but you haven't much to show for it. You keep filling your plates, but you never get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you're always thirsty. You put on layer after layer of clothes, but you can't get warm. And the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. A leaky, rusted out bucket, that's what. That's why the God of the angel army says, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. And here's what I want you to do. Climb into the hills and cut some timber, bring it down and rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. You have had great ambitions for yourselves, but nothing has come of it. The little you've brought to my temple, I've blown away. There was nothing to it. And why? This is the message from the God of angel armies. Remember, because while you run around caught up with taking care of your own houses, my home is in ruins. That's why. Because of your stinginess. And so I've given you a dry summer and a skimpy crop. I've matched your tight-fisted stinginess by decreeing a season of drought, drying up fields and hills, withering gardens and orchards, stunning vegetables and fruit, Nothing, not man or woman, not animal or crop, is going to thrive. Just survive, not thrive. It says, Then the governor Zerubbabel, son of Sheetil, and the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and all the people with them listened, they really listened, to the voice of their God. When God sent the prophet Haggai to them, they paid attention to him. And in listening to Haggai, they honored God. Then Haggai said, God's messenger preached. Then Haggai, God's messenger, preached God's message to the people. I am with you, God's word. This is how God got Zerubbabel, Joshua, and all the people moving, got them working on the temple of 
God of the angel armies. This happened in the 24th day of the sixth month on the second year of King Darius. On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of of God came through the prophet Haggai, tell governor Zerubbabel, son of Sheatil, and high priest Joshua, son of Zehazadak, and all the people, is there anyone here who saw the temple the way it used to be, all glorious? And what do you see now? Not much, right? So get to work, Zerubbabel, God is speaking. Get to work, Joshua, son of Jehazadak, high priest. Get to work, all you people, God is speaking. Yes, get to work, for I am with you. The God of the angel armies is speaking. Put into action the word I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. I'm living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid. Don't hold back. One translation says, be strong. Be strong. All these people, he told them, get to where you're saying, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. This is what the God of the angel army said. Before you know it, I will shake up sky and earth, ocean and fields, and I'll shake down all the godless nations. They'll bring bushels of wealth, and I will fill this temple with splendor. God of the angel army says so. That's a promise of provision that is of great wealth transfer. All right? Now listen. I own the silver. I own the gold. Decree of God of the angel armies. And I said, this temple is going to end up far better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. In a place which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. Decree of God of the angel armies. This, this is a promise of once more anew. Again, they were building the temple again, all right? Now, in this we see the problem. People were busy with their lives, God's people, and God had assigned them to his purpose. He said, it's my house you're supposed to be building. And when you build my house, I'll build yours. It's a principle throughout the Bible. David had in his heart to, without... Without It was his sole obsession in life to build a house for God, a place where God would be honored and worshipped, that the world would know that God is God. And, uh, and he, uh, he really didn't have thought for himself, and that is when, when God finally released him through the prophet to build that house, he, said, he put it this way. He, he spoke again to the prophet. He said, go back and tell David this. He said, it's in your heart to, do, to, build a, to help me with my house. He said, but it's in my heart to build you a house. And he wasn't even just talking physical things. Both of those things were a glorious physical temple, but also and a, and a, and a, and a, a king's house for David, a palace. But also... It was the kingdom of God. Are you listening? And for David, he said, they'll never fail to be one of your descendants, a, a, a man with a heart after my heart, a kingdom man obsessed with loving me. Are you listening? To be on, your, to be on the throne. He goes, I will, I'll never cut your name off from the earth. You'll be, a ble- you'll be blessed and you'll be a blessing. Are you listening? Even today, we're talking about David's people. David's people. Amen. So, I want to uh, 
uh, I want to say this. This is a live promise. What you and I will make happen for God's house, God will make happen for your house. It's just the same way as when we said, let's take 30 days and pray for other people and not pray for ourselves. Let's believe that God's taking care of our stuff so that frees us up to pray for His stuff. Did that change our lives? All right. And God said, here's another promise now. Here's the next step. He says, I want you to do for my house and I'll take care of your house. He wants us to be strong in, in faith for the house or house faith. Amen. Uh, now, listen, there's still, again, opportunity. Now, I checked with Pastor Sandy. I think she said we're about a third uh, on a practical side, personal, practical, and powerful. Okay? There's a couple of things we're going to do today. On the practical side of things, and I knew this when God, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Vicker said, well, we can do it this way, we can do it another way. I said, listen, we need to do it God's way. Not that other ways were an option. They are. But he said, Let's, this is a test for us as a people. Okay? It's a $9,000 need. We're about $3,000. So, you know, uh, any of you noticed it or not, it was a little cold this morning. I went over to the old barn. It was 50 degrees. I turned on the heat that we had. You know, it's not going to get any warmer. Okay? You know, we started this about four months ago. Hoped we'd already be done by now. We're a third way there. So I think we fit the procrastination side of things. So maybe we can fit the other side of things. So this can't be put off any, any longer. Amen. Because the next thing, if it gets too cold, the kids are going to be in here with us. This is not a threat. It's a promise. They're going to be in here. They're not gonna, we're not going to sit in a warm building and they're in a cold barn. Amen. Amen. They'll be in here with us. And if that irritates us, that's fine. We'll join them in the cold barn. And when we're in the cold barn, we'll say, hey, we need some heat. You know, they need some heat, but then we'll say, we need some heat. Amen. We just need to get this done. Now, listen, the Lord told me, the money's here. The money's there. We prayed for it, and it's there. Amen. Now, Sandy and I have already given. I've proved God with a dime and a dollar. You know, five dollars and five dimes. I mean, all the way up through ten dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, and we've given the uh, each the the hundred dollars. Amen. We're going to do it again. I told Sandy. Uh, and here's the promise, though. Haggai two eight and nine. Now, let me encourage you with this. Do you need a house? Do you need God's help with your house? then help God's house. And here's the thing. Now listen, you're going to need some kind of a house until you, while you're on this planet. Do you think you'll ever come to a point in time where you need God's help even with the thing you're living in right now? What if you want to live in something better? Remember God said, this house is going to be better, so we're going to sow into the better house. Even if you've got an old house, are you listening? Could it be better than it is right now? All right? All right, this is... Would it be better, we're sowing in the better over here where, where that old barn is concerned. Thank God for the old barn. She's served us 10 years. And we need to get a few more out of it before we bulldoze it and build a bigger and better barn. Amen. Are you hearing? Yeah. But, you know, it, it's not going to fall out of the sky. God's going to shake it out of this world system and put it in your and my pocket and we're going to, as seed, and then we're going to sow, and He gets to uh, give us an even greater harvest. Amen. Amen. So, Sandy and I are sowing Haggai 2, 8, and 9 uh, 
uh, you, we ain't seen nothing yet. We're going to build a house. I mean a house house. One that get, glorifies God. Amen. That's my assignment. Well, this opportunity to help God with His house because I need God, God's help with my house. Amen. That's the principle. All right? And you know... Uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, we could put stuff on a credit card and all that kind of stuff, but you know what? I want it paid for. Amen. I think God's house should be paid for, prayed for and paid for as we go, and I want my house paid for. How about you? Want your house paid for? Amen. Good opportunity to sow some seed here. All right. Now listen, God's always been this way. He, 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 it's whose ever heart stirs them up. You know, this is not an obligation and condemnation kind of thing. You've got to pray about, you know, your own part and where your faith is. If your heart stirs you, because listen, God loves it when the giver delights in his giving. The Amplified Bible says this, let each one give as he or she has made up in their own mind and purposed in their own heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, he prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, I like to say it this way, a happy heart. A happy heart giver. Joyous, prompt to do it. That would be the exact opposite of procrastinating. Prompt to do it, giver, whose heart is in their giving. Amen. So I invite you, uh, you know, pray uh, over that. There's still opportunity. Uh, uh, Many have not taken advantage uh, of that, obviously, uh, you know, where that is concerned. Uh, So if you've given before, pray about giving again. You know, uh, I'm now in the double portion because I've got to build a big house, a nice, pretty house. Amen. It is a double portion house. So, uh, you know, and boy, watch out now. If If you leave room, I'll get in the triple. I'll get in the ripples with the triples in it. Amen. And I'd encourage you to pray about it. Anyhow, there's another house. I want Pastor Ron to come. And uh, uh, there's another house, which is the actual the physical body that we live uh, in here. Can I have some water? And uh, uh, we went to meetings this week uh, with Dr. Vickers uh, and the other campus churches uh, in Montgomery, Alabama. Thank you, sir. Uh, and all of the administrative stuff and all that kind of stuff. But this year was a little different in that we had communion together and Dr. Vickers wanted to pray over each one of us. And uh, so he prayed over, they're all three couples, so he prayed over us as couples and, of course, anything that was said individually. But there was some, there was, I'll tell you, we, we're different than when we, we're here last Sunday. We have something different. Uh, we've been blessed because the Lord said some things to us. Amen. Amen. But you're only blessed to be a blessing. I'm of the persuasion that you ought to prove God. All right. If that's God, then let's prove Let's prove God. And one of the things, I don't tell you everything, but one of the things he said to us, and he said, he goes, now, this is a little different, a little unusual. He said, but I hear the Lord saying, he said that together, I'm, he said, I'm giving you a healing anointing. That when you pray for people together, both of you together, he said, I, I'm going to heal people in a whole different dimension. Didn't he say that? Amen. 
Remember, I told you, just follow me. Follow my lead today. Amen. Are you following? Your shoes too high to follow me? You need to take them off. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, if you need... uh, uh, If you need to be strong again, to be strengthened in your physical body, uh, we're going to lay hands on you, Pastor Sandy and I, together. And and together, we're going to prove God. Amen? Now, listen... We believed it, and we received it. And I'm telling you, if you believe it, you can receive it as well. But we're going to prove God today. God's not afraid of being proven. He said, prove me. Amen. Are you hearing? That's what he said. He said, prove me. You can get this thing out of the way. Anybody, uh, you need to be strengthened in your physical body. Again, strong again. You're not where you want to be physically. You need the Lord to strengthen you. Whether He's got to heal you, rebuild you, I don't know what needs to happen uh, for you. You know, you just you just need to be strong again. Whatever that's going to mean, however that's going to play uh, out in your life, you need to, if you believe it, you can receive it today. Amen. Once more anew. Once more anew. Amen. And for the sake of time, uh, you know, y'all, we're, we're probably not going to say a lot. We're just going to lay hands on you and release this into your life. Healing and wholeness into your life. Everybody that's here that wants in on this, you need to get up here because we're only going to go down through one time. You'll have to be in the next service before we uh, do it again. Amen. Let's prove God together. Hallelujah. And I want you to expect change. Amen. I'm expecting the anointing. What is that? It's God's super on all of our natural. He said, you'll lay hands on the sick. They will recover. Amen. And we're going to believe that. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.